Kyle Dubas is the guy. He is the new president of hockey operations. He is the one who's going to pick the next GM. He is the one who's going to serve as the interim while a lot of the critical decisions get made. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this big, big day for the franchise. I don't say big day as in awesome, way to go, great. I'm saying big as in big as in momentous. It's a really, really significant hire. It's one that you better get right. And I will today, as I've been doing for weeks now, express my reservations about someone who came out of Toronto, where people get ballyhooed beyond recognition. They get blown up, and I mean inflated for that context. They become rock stars around the hockey world because they were in Toronto. Ooh, like that matters. Won one playoff round. In five years, despite having one of the league's most talented cores, and I'm not saying talented as in Austin Matthews wasn't a huge part of the problem in the playoffs, but no one would argue that Matthews lacks talent. The same goes for Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and the other players up there that just get pumped up like crazy. Dubas was also the one who didn't bother getting the team a goaltender this year. Dubas was the one who really let the blue line lack for a long time, including this past season. There's nothing special about that defense core the Maple Leafs have. On the more positive side, he was the guy who, for better or worse, won the John Tavares sweepstakes. He was the guy who outsmarted everybody, I thought, at the NHL trade deadline and picking up Ryan O'Reilly, who really should have been acquired by Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. And if that had happened, they might still have their jobs. But let's be thankful for small blessings along the way, right? My favorite thing about the Dubas press conference, all 25 minutes of it yesterday. Well, I have two of them. One is that Fenway Sports Group was represented by actually several people who needed to buy plane tickets to come here. That was Dave Beeston sitting on one side of Dubas, and that was Tom Werner sitting on the other. And even John Henry was there. He wasn't up on the dais, but he was in the room. Welcome to Pittsburgh, guys. You'll love it. Stick around. Wait, wait, they're gone already? And the other part I liked was that Dubas expressed a clear and unfiltered recognition of the issues that he's going to have to face, like, immediately. Talked about the cap setting, talked about the number of no-movement clauses, was asked about these as well, but didn't exactly dance around them with his answers. Talked about the roster. And here's some of that. Uh, Sully and I have had a very brief discussion on this. I think, uh, obviously, the the top end of the forward group... um, 
I think is very, very good. I think you look throughout the league and to have that group that's there and, and whatever whatever formation you want to place it on that night um, is going to be good. You know, you, I mean, you, have, you have Jake Gensel and Crosby on one. You've got Malkin centering another. Wherever you want to put the other pieces uh, around, you're going to have a good group there. Do we need another piece at that level to really put us over the top? And what's that going to, you know, the team does have uh, a very good opportunity with the salary cap this summer as well. And there's about $20 million in space. So it's, do we need a spot? Do we need a piece there to supplement? Then it's what types of players do we want in the bottom half of our lineup to me that can deliver the game back to those top players in a good spot. So they're not hemmed in their own zone, uh, but you know they have utility, whether it's penalty kill, being able to drive the puck down the ice. In the end, I think the there's a, a deep alignment, which is another reason why I'm here today. And the fact that those players are going to have to be super, super competitive, but they're also going to have to be good. That's not sugarcoating it. And he wasn't sugarcoating either when asked about Tristan Jari and the goaltending. He said, it's the number one priority. Has to be. There's no way it wouldn't be, but still nice to hear it. There was actually a, a, a healthy amount of Jim Rutherford in some of his, his, his dialogue. He, he just said things like they are. Now, maybe that's easier to do in an introductory press conference where everybody wants to like you, but also where nothing that's happening that's wrong was your fault. So you can say things like they are because you aren't the guy who brought in Jari or you aren't the guy who had Jeff Carter get the no movement clause. So you can say stuff like that. Maybe that becomes more difficult. No, it definitely becomes more difficult over the course of time. But this is the place to start. Being open and honest with people is a place to start. It has not been an organizational strength, to say the very least, since Rutherford left. And I'm not just talking about the GM position. I'm talking about the entire front office. These FSG guys are sitting there like, well, literally, like they own the place, which they do. So come and see it once in a while. Come and partake in events once in a while, other than when somebody gets to their thousandth game and somebody's popping champagne. As much as I appreciate and respect Mike Sullivan's candor in some situations, he never comes remotely close to saying anything negative about an individual player, other than, well, we need more out of him or something like that. And while that doesn't matter, public statements don't matter, if you say it often enough, and you get huffy and puffy about it often enough, the sentiment can calcify, and then it becomes a real thing, like you're really, really, really defending Jeff Carter's presence in the lineup because he's okay at face-offs. I don't know how Dubas is going to be. I don't know if he's even going to be anywhere near as accessible as he seemed that he'd be in this setting. Heck, I don't even know exactly what he's going to do. We might be seeing the exact opposite of the Brian Burke situation in that role, where everyone wondered what it is that Burke does and never really found out. Now you're going to be wondering, I think, what is it that Dubas isn't doing? How much is he really going to give to this GM? Is it going to be a GM in name only? Don't know. But the one thing that you can feel a little bit good about, I think, 
out of this day while being open-minded about everything else related to what this guy can do here is there at least seems to be some honesty some down-to-earth-ism something that actually felt like Pittsburgh coming from the Penguins for the first time in a long time when we come back J1Q comes from Brian who asks with the hiring of Kyle Dubas as president of hockey operations GM vacancy still to be filled and Mike Sullivan retained as head coach in your opinion can we expect a dynamic change in how the front office operates or will it be familiar to past configurations of the Penguins brass I am personally suspecting that this offseason could be more interesting than the past regular season was. I'm not sure what would move you to say that last thing, Brian. When you don't have cap space, there's only so much you can do. Uh, You can let Jason Zucker walk if that interests you. You can obviously lose Tristan Jari. You're losing Brian Dumoulin. So there's money there, but not all that much, and you're going to have to replace Zucker with someone who is – Zucker-like to fit in on the top six, unless you're moving Drew O'Connor up there. Here's what I've got for you. This morning at 10, Mike Sullivan is going to be meeting with reporters uh, remotely, pandemic style. I I have no idea why. I I really don't. It's not very Penguins-like to make people available in the offseason so to have Sullivan come on and you know answer questions, I guess it would just be about the new presidents of hockey operations or whatever. I, I don't I don't really get that. But whatever, reporters never turn down access will be happy to participate. That, Brian, is gonna be your first sign. I think way more than anything Dubas said. If you hear Sullivan saying things today that don't sound like Sullivan. Like, say, for example, hey, Drew O'Connor really impressed us over there in Finland just now at the Worlds. Looks like he could be a top six guy for us. Maybe he could be our version of Matthew Kachuk or whatever. If you hear him say things like that, or if you hear him say things like, I can't even get this one out of my mouth, but like, you know, man, this Jeff Carter was killing us. It's about time we got a GM who's going to get rid of him. But no, more along the lines of, hey, we all recognize that we need to do things differently than we have in the past. Maybe I can be more flexible when it comes to systems. Maybe I can be more patient when it comes to younger players. I can give Valtteri Pusinen the real chance that he's deserved. I'm sorry, I can't even get this out seriously because he's not going to do that. He's not wired that way. But if you hear even the tiniest inclinations from Sullivan that maybe he might be doing some things differently than maybe the conversation that he'd have had with Dubas will be more two-way than one might have thought in advance of a hiring. Follow me on that? What have I been emphasizing here relentlessly when it comes to whoever was going to get hired for this top role? 
It was that they need to be able to walk into the coach's office and say, hey, Mike, got a minute? And it doesn't have to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be, uh, I know more than you. It can just be some questions. It can be some information that gets exchanged. It can be letting him know that Carter's been traded to Arizona for some draft picks so they could take on the cap space. Yes, I know. No movement clause, whatever. I tried. It will be telling, though. It really will. What he says today and how. I'll tell you this. I'm going to parse this one way more than the Dubas session. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins. We will do another one of these on Monday. 